They've released a, a track. It's called Adventure of a Lifetime. Ooh. Apparently, I haven't listened to it yet. It's disco heavy. Okay. Ew. Yeah, if they, they did it in uh, Malibu, L.A., and London with... I, I'm i questioning this producer's name, but it's pretty good. It's uh, Apparently, there's a producer named Stargate. Okay. Which seems like a copyright violation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> But uh no 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 they've they've got a new album coming out. Um None of us really care about Coldplay, but I thought it would be a good first topic. You know, you know? it's, it's I think interesting they have actually. Some good songs. Coldplay's their first couple albums are actually quite good. Uh um, Yeah. I've spent a lot of time with them. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely not on the Coldplay hate train. No. Really? I, I kind of expected you to be on that train. Uh, their new shit is I haven't awful. heard a, I haven't heard a lot of them like really anything by them that i thought was really impressive but yeah like, T- uh, ted when you say they're new shit how new are you talking like um what was that i remember i listened to everything up until that one fucking album came out in about 2008 viva la vida oh, that, viva, yeah, la vida. viva la vida that piece of shit and then it just got <laughs> that song worse was and so worse. iconic it got played on on the radio so often. oh yeah, yeah. that was ridiculously overplayed yeah oh absolutely. my god so much yeah, and then anything after Pretty that that I've heard, I've just that, been yeah. super. I mean, I haven't really. I, mean, yes. I, I, don't, I can't really recall much after that. Um, well, I know they did a song with Rihanna. Okay, that was really bad. Um, I just remember seeing the music video when we were in Ireland huh. that one time, and it was boring as fuck. And then I, I mean, I, I mean, yes, Viva La Vida was way overplayed, but the first time I heard that track, I kind of liked it. I didn't mind it, but I also didn't listen to music much back then, so it's, it's yeah. hard to judge. Yeah, I don't think I don't was, think that was a bad song. There was um, so, that was, so that I, was I, definitely I, a case of just like insane overplayed. Yeah, because yeah, sure. I, I don't think if it had been played that much, I would. I don't think I would dislike it now. Yeah, but I, I remember. I, think I, I, I remember just do that because I heard of like song. the insane frequency with which yeah. I heard that song. Well, yeah. I remember it was always playing at the gym. That yeah, and and fucking um, Demon Days, but Demon Days I still love. Yeah, yeah. Like I could listen to Feel Good Inc. pretty much any time. Yeah, kind of like Rocket League. I could so play that game much. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that one did get played a lot. I'm surprised I don't hate Feel Good Inc. for yeah. how often it played. True. Hey man, it holds up. 2015's 2005 album of the year. Spoilers. Yeah, we already know what you're gonna pick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh man. This is the sounding board. This is a podcast that is sometimes about music. We're kind of actually about it right now. That's pretty yeah. Impressive. We actually yeah, we opened started with... off. Holy oh, shit! The... shit. Mm-hmm. I might have to edit that out. We uh... can't keep that up. The rules state pretty clearly that there should be no music <laughs> talk until minute thirty. Yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Josh Schmidtlein. I'm the host of the Sounding Board. We have to make sure that anyone you, uh, who comes into this podcast being like, "Shut the I just fuck up! I'm doing my spiel." About music. We have shut to make the fuck sure up, that I'm anyone who does that just like immediately. God gets damn it! Off. No respect for the host. Now I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to do it again. This is the Sounding Board. It's a podcast, but sometimes oh, I already went through that. Um, I'm Josh. Sup, Josh? Uh, hi, Josh. Hi, uh, that's, Josh. That's Camden, that uh, that voice that keeps interrupting me. 
That's me. Thinks that he can get away with whatever he wants. <laughs> I mean, he can't. Because you can't see me. Because <laughs> he's a ghost. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> as soon as he said it. See, this is how I know that we're on different wavelengths. Because as soon as he said you can't see me, I went John Cena and you went ghost. <laughs> That was that used to be John Cena's thing. He would he would like wave his he hand would in turn front of his ghost? face. No, no, he would he would wave it. Well, first of all, his original gimmick was that he was a rapper. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Stop. Yep. Sounds with the... Knock that off. I can't edit all these weird thunks out. I Stop. know. Ted is trying to flip his little spider toy on the desk. He's got Stop this. It. He's got this spider toy. He's obsessed with. He keeps throwing it at people and being like, "Spider attack!" Because <laughs> he's a big nerd. Anyway, John Cena used to rap, and uh, one of the things he would do, and still still does for some of his signature moves, is wave his hand in front of his face and say, "You can't see me," because he's John Cena, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> Wrestling. God, John Cena's... Mm, oh, he's mm. a wrestler. Man, <laughs> I did not pick up on that at all. No, he was a wrestler. He's a white wrestler whose original gimmick was that he was a rapper. What does the white part have to do with anything? Because this was in, like, 2004. There was a lot of were, white rappers then. Not not very... Not very I mean, many, not... Like, not like, like good... Like, well, good might be a stretch for Cena. Uh, not Not very many notable ones. And he was in front of the the WWE universe. Then now forever TM. <laughs> I love their shitty taglines. Oh man! Also with me this week, and rolling his eyes because he hates wrestling because he has not watched Lucha Underground, is Ted Hooker. Ted, how you, how you doing, man? <laughs> doing all right put that fucking spider down i have i'm not touching this spider I, anymore I now the... camden's fiddling with his fucking sorry. keychain i took <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay but all of our toys <laughs> all of our have toys been have been set down away. we will be good we'll stop fiddling with our toys or whatever as long as you stop bringing up wrestling so quickly can't turn off no. all of our listeners no, we're, immediately we're, we're, we're done with wrestling hey man Hey man, a lot of people are really into wrestling. All right, that's true. But the thing is, if you do wrestling references, neither of us will understand it. And then we can't like about. jump in on it. Yeah, that's kind it. of a shame. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a shame, dude. All right, here's the thing: wrestling is really weird. Like, and there's a lot of it. You know, there was a guy who uh, I think he might be doing it again. I, I don't really keep track of what's going on anymore. But there was a guy who's a uh, who's whose thing was that he was a cult leader and his his cult kept like abducting people and then he would brainwash them using his magic lantern i wish i was joking what's his uh did he, his magic lantern have a name i don't think so oh. <laughs> But the undertaker the undertaker was a zombie for a long time i don't he he might still be but he used to like get his power from the urn that his manager uh Paul Bearer get it yeah Paul Bearer had and used to control him it was a good time it was a good time uh welcome to the wrestling board our weekly podcast that is sometimes no no not not today no so guys what have you been up to not watching what's been going on 
definitely not watching wrestling. So, well, no, uh, I yes. haven't either. So uh, we we went on a uh, a nice little KSUA trip, like a journey, um, a walkabout. For anyone who's uh, listening for the first time, Ted and I work at our college radio station. Uh, a pretty big deal, or at least sit around the college radio station <laughs> while hanging out with other employees of the college work radio in, station. In, in scare quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Work, yeah. As much work as you get done in a institution that's entirely student-run. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we went on a trip to Anchorage this this weekend for the Alaska Broadcasting Awards, which is a, yeah. uh, a yearly ceremony where... Uh, all the there's TV and radio stations in in Alaska come and come together and Get you know they announce a bunch other. of awards. Uh, yeah, there's there's wine uh, and food. So we did that. We got all dressed up, and uh, we, <laughs> we are got, all in. We got Alaska dressed up. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we all had for the most part. We all had, or yeah, like three out of half of us had a bunch of nice clothes. Everyone else either didn't have it or forgot it. But all of us, Camden had like a full suit on, bought a new old tie covered in roses, yep. and then he forgot to bring shoes, so we had his clunky, broken down hiking boots on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I had, ev- yeah, I had everything uh, but the shoes. That was... is so Alaska. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think I did that at least once when yeah. I was in Alaska. I, I've definitely done it multiple times. I also did it. <laughs> I had yeah. my hiking boots yeah, on. Hiking boots. Like he had his like yeah, his, trail running his shoes. His dad trail running shoes on. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> Our production manager didn't even... Uh, he just had a long sleeve black shirt on. He just looked like an 18-year-old skater trying to d- dress up, but only on skater clothes. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Yep. Okay, yeah. Which is the situation. He turned That would have been hilarious. He put on glasses. That was his thing. He's like, I don't have my dress-up clothes, so I'm going to put my glasses what on. Is, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The formal glasses. I've been known to break those out from time to time. Spencer mm-hmm. had a suit jacket. Didn't yeah, he, he had his, like... his dead grandfather suit jacket. Yep. Which oh is yeah, yeah. A thing I've rocked. That sounds like a times. college event. Yeah, yeah. No, it was totally. But it wasn't really a college so it's, event. It's actually yeah, it's, like the. It's full... definitely not a college event. So... We were the l- pa- youngest me. people. Uh, it sounds like a college operation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we were part. definitely a. We were definitely the young, obnoxious people at this event. A hundred percent. Yeah. We like every that. time anything about KSUA got mentioned, we just like went like woo <laughs> from our table, like way in the back. Yep, <laughs> and we're all like way very quickly getting it. drunk. Yeah, we were all drinking. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. Much as possible. stealing wine bottles. Yeah, from we were other stealing tables. wine bottles that other tables weren't using because we finish ours <laughs> really fast. You know, one of these weeks, your stories won't be about how drunk you got. It's not this week. Yeah. Okay. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. when I become a dad or something. Yeah. Give it a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, we won two awards. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, for what? Best public service announcement for yep. college. And in general, frankly, the other ones were terrible. Um, and then what was the one Jack won? Uh, it was best promotional Thing. segment. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was for... Uh, oh, the love, something love. Whatever Jack's show was. Our friend Jack had a show, and he did a promo for it, and it won an award. Yeah. Um, the promo won an award? Yeah, because they – there was a lot of awards. Yeah. They so, went through a lot of stuff. Yeah, and this and this year, um, our GM kind of missed the, the deadline to submit stuff. 
And last year, the recording had gone down, so there wasn't really anything in the archives to submit for stuff. Because I guess, I guess usually we, we submit win. like a fuckload of things and come back with like 12 awards. Which would make sense given how many shows we have on our schedule. Yeah. Um, but we only got how, wait, we only how, got how many we only got two this are, time, huh? How many awards are at this event altogether? A lot. Uh, there were probably like 50, 60, 50, 50, 60, 60 yeah. awards. Yeah, um, and it's it's split up into two divisions. So it's like Division One is just Anchorage and like yeah, because that's Valley. the one that gets the most money. Yeah, and Division mm-hmm. Two yeah. is like yeah, yeah. the poor people, and then Division Two is everyone else. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much how it. I happens. guess it makes sense. Like half the population of the state. Is in that area. the other half of the population of the state. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, it was definitely. There were. Uh, the Gnome Station fucking sweet yeah, swept Gnome it, dude. Was they fucking were killing it. They were. They, K2, they probably got like. They order. probably got like 12 awards. They or did something. really well for themselves. Damn. Yeah. Gnome? Yeah. Yeah. Gnome, K-no- K-nom, dude. Canom. Canom? Right. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Because we kept Gnome going. Nom, nom. All right. For, for non Alaskan <laughs> listeners. Describe Gnome for me. I've never been to Gnome. Gnome is where Balto goes. <laughs> yeah. You see, you remember where all the shacks are and everyone's dying? Yeah, yeah it hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like to imagine there, that the Gnome radio station has to be like um, the radio station from, oh, what was that series of plays set in Texas? Oh, you're talking about fucking uh, Tuna. Tuna, yeah. Oh, Raider yeah. Tuna. Yeah. I, I like to imagine that it's like the radio station from that. I like to imagine that the one person that lives in Gnome <laughs> pretends that they're talking to everyone else, but it's just them trying to stay sane. I'm just kidding. It's wow, just a man. guy with like right. a, that was you way just want to start some Gnome beef. Like God damn. I, to- like, I totally want to go to Gnome, actually. Gnome looks awesome. Yeah, I've it's never been there. It's a fascinating looking place. It's right on the... It's at Bristol Bay Area. Yeah, so it's, I'm sure it's really It's harsh and badass. It sounds cool. really cool. They don't have a Balto statue, though, and I'm bitter about it. <laughs> because Balto saved everybody. That's what I learned in that so movie. so ungrateful. <laughs> they don't even care. And he was half wolf, half dog. Yeah. And he had a goose friend. And two polar bear friends. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, they won a lot of <laughs> awards. Uh, where was Katu from? Hey, I think... Were they a Juno people? I think so. So, yeah. yeah so, so being obnoxious college students <laughs> at a nice event, every time K-Nom won an award, we were like, Nom, 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 nom! <laughs> and then every time K-T-O-O won an award, we were like, Katu! <laughs> so you guys were yeah the drunk yeah, assholes. We're literally yep. people the probably fucking annoying us. ass college students. Um, mm-hmm. So yep. the only the only other station there was uh, the college station, the Anchorage, yeah. um, you know the college station from UAA, uh, and they were pretty cool guys. Uh, we'll talk about them later because we actually went and hung out with them the next day. Um, but yeah, they were the only ones there. They had they had like an entirely new staff this year, so they didn't even get a chance to submit anything so they just kind of hung out there um yeah that was like pretty much the only college radio presence yeah there <laughs> it was kind of a bummer i like i don't know if there are really other I'm, i was really curious i don't know what if, we were like doing i thought that. i thought like juno had one i would expect them to um, i don't know i don't know because those are like the only really the only three like Big, yeah, yeah campuses in, in, UAA, in Alaska yeah, that have probably have UAF. the infrastructure for it, but uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, 
We uh, then, once the uh, event ended, we went around and tried to steal as many of the uh, small gold gold men statues that were the centerpiece of every table <laughs> as we could. I had uh, like one in each pocket of my jacket, which was like five then, pockets. There were also like least. these cool light things that were you know put as like decoration around the uh, statue men. We stole a bunch of those, um, but then I guess they do that every year. But then this year, people, someone came up to us and like was like, "Hey, we actually need those back." So, so we all so I'm like had standing to take there, all, all like of pretty, pretty drunk with like just gold statue men sticking out of my pockets. They're like, oh. they're like, oh, we're gonna have to take those back. I'm like, and you all had right. to like dig through every pocket. Yeah, okay. no, but I, well, I every, they, uh, most every pocket. Yeah, they didn't. Oh. They didn't get the one in my inside pocket. I'm telling you. That. Oh. <laughs> I, had I just the, gave I gave him the visible ones. Yeah, I had the light, yeah, the glowy light thing we told wrapped around my head, so I had to try and unwrap that to hand it back to them. <laughs> that was awkward. That took a second. So we made it off with three of the gold statues. Yep, and one foam, <laughs> one foam head, two we stole. two foam heads. Well, one we won. They gave us <laughs> yeah. for some reason. The other one we stole. So we now have a foam head on which we uh, our production director drew the Mike Tyson face tattoo. Yep. Uh, so. That's going to be a, a station a new, staple a new now. Centerpiece yep. Yeah. The station. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So that was the uh, event, and then after that, we went out on the town. <laughs> uh, we went to a bar called Darwin's Theory first. Yeah. That's just like down on on Fifth Avenue, um, and it's like a super small place. It's like super cramped. Um, it was it was like a hallway bar. Yeah, definitely a hallway bar. That was a cool place. I yeah, liked, I, liked I liked it a lot. Place, I, so. I also ran into a bunch of people I knew there. A bunch of theater conference people were there, like Aaron Wiseman, Carrie Onagawa, Jill oh, Sauerwein, cool. Taylor Campbell, Ashley Rose Wellman. Yeah, did up. they just like did they just happen to all be at that bar that night? Or? Yeah, yeah, they did. It was super fun. I was really pleased yeah. by it. Yeah, I mean the the bar's like right downtown. Yeah, it's, I guess it's, it's like, like right I guess next it's to like, Nose. I guess it's like one of the more popular bars there. Apparently, um, like so, I remember the, like the next night I looked up Anchorage bars and it was like the first one listed. Oh shit! Yeah, so, okay. it was the place. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I totally go back there. That place was cool. I managed to elbow the uh, the bartender lady in the boob within the first three minutes of me being there, <laughs> which was yeah, so, kind of hard not mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, I, mean, I did. I think I did it a couple more times, honestly. Yeah. But we were close after that. She was always like laughing at me. So that was funny. Um, and then there's these two big name uh, oh, yeah. radio hosts that started at KSUA like 30 years ago named Glenner and Jerry. Um, they, they've got a show now on K-Wolf, uh, <laughs> which is the cheesy radio station here in Fairbanks. Um, but they're like, they're Alaska famous radio hosts. Yeah. So we hung out with them at the bar. Because they're big they, time KSU people. They do like the morning talk radio thing, and they've been doing it for like ever, fucking forever yeah. on K-Wolf. Like, like I didn't even K Wolf. Like I had, I had heard about them before, and but I did not actually know how old they were. Yeah, like they're old dudes. They're they're <laughs> not particularly young. No. Are like, we talking like shock like, jocks or? No, I don't think so. Like mid fifties. Yeah. Like, no, are you saying are they shocked? I don't think they're shock jocks. Shock jocks? You know, like the the radio hosts, like morning radio hosts, are just like extremely vulgar and offensive. Just to oh, be. um, a little bit. 
I don't think I, I haven't like, heard. I, haven't I, heard I feel like I feel like to be on K Wolf doing the morning show, you almost have to be. Look, I think not. Okay, like I want to clarify something really jobs. quick. Yeah. I don't even know if they do the morning show. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't, like, I don't think. <laughs> I it's don't a know show. a lot about what they actually do, so but, I don't want to like go make yeah. statements about what they, they are. You know, they might be. I don't remember, but they. I mean, they kind of. I wouldn't say shock jocks, but they're like the comedy duo. Yeah, classic like. You'd see on a country station sort of thing, but they're they're slightly raunchier. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so like like approaching that. Yeah, they're like I think the, the not the, the 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 shock jocks you can still have on public radio and don't have to put on on uh, on satellite. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. that's what I got it. Um, okay. Yeah, um, but they're super fun. We we hung out with them a bunch, chatted with them. Um, and yeah, they're all, like like their children are like our age, a- as old or older than us. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> You know, so they're up there, <laughs> <laughs> not particularly yeah. young. I, yeah, I guess I was just kind of surprised because I had never like seen them before. I hadn't really mm-hmm. known anything about them before going to that's this. That's fair. I'd met besides, one of, like what I heard. They I come to they Lulu were... sometimes, so I'd yeah. seen them through that. Um, yeah. But uh, highlight of my hangout with them was definitely like photo bombing six of their pictures with this one girl. That yeah. was fun. That's not that exciting, yeah. but I enjoyed. There was it someone a lot. who like recognized them. And was really a bunch of pictures pleased about it, and we kept photo bombing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> it's true. You guys are the worst. It's it was true. easy to photobomb was, in that bar. We, we basically <laughs> you're like, were you're already, basically in there the already yeah. so you we just, just got to make a face. Added to it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. Then we went to. Yeah, then I wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Because I was at work at five in the morning yeah. and it was already like one. Yeah, we were there in the late. morning. And so I was like, I've been up for a long ass time, guys. Please don't make me do this. And then they wanted to go to. Chilkoot Charlie's, very famous yep. Alaska mm-hmm. bar, which is famous for its fucking stabbings and things like that, too. <laughs> it's just like the bar people go to. Um, to get stabbed. Yeah. Exactly. You want to yeah. get stabbed? Yeah, yeah, like, right. we, we got Stab there. Central is actually its second name. Yeah, exactly. Chilkoot, Stab mm-hmm. Central, Charlie. Um, yeah, no, that was that was actually the middle name of Chilkoot Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> Chilkoot Stab Central Charlie. That's why they named a bar after him and gave the famous, that famous, famous Alaskan. Did many, many great things. He's on Wikipedia. Mostly yeah. stabbed people. <laughs> Mostly famous for stabbing. Mostly yeah. famous for it's very stabbing. prolific stabbing. The Alaskan Jack the Ripper. They yeah. Called yep. Exactly. Oh, Charlie. Jack the and, Ripper and doesn't it's, have it's much like it's much on like Chilkoot Charlie. <laughs> they call it the Alaskan, yeah. but way more. <laughs> um, yeah, Just, so they yeah, were, didn't Jack, Jack the Ripper, Ripper only have there, like huh? six confirmed? Yeah, it was only six stabbings. that they knew for yeah. sure. That's that nothing. They, yeah, they, they knew for sure, and he <laughs> yeah. was he was way messed up. Yeah, but they were yeah. pretty pretty good stabbings. Oh yeah, stabbings go pretty messy. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, like I mean, I I don't know what your criteria are for a proper stab. But like pieces of well, liver missing. Yeah, he, he got yeah, I, that. Yeah, I know it was very brutal. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Chill, chill, Charlie is a little more just like a casual stabber. He'll just yeah, like just like a, like a mile. Slip it in, pull it out. Just like you know, keep on single. It, yeah, keep on his way, and then walk along. Yeah, yeah, like like a prison style. Yeah, not like a <laughs> more of a everywhere. more of a shanker. Yeah, yeah. Chilkoot's <laughs> shanking Charlie's, but a lot of them. A lot of shankings. Yeah, but um, so, famous, famous shanker. So they were why like, you, "Why you call one of those prison knives a, a, a chilkoot?" Yeah, exactly. That's why it's called a chilkoot here up in Alaska. <laughs> no, that's not in Alaska. That's everywhere, man. What are you talking about? That's oh man, I've only been to prison in Alaska, so I don't really know. <laughs> a chilkoot. 
you you sharpen a toothbrush into a chilkoot. Have you never? Wait. Are well. You... All right. Whatever. Move along. <laughs> Move along. Okay. Let's. You've get never on heard the... about let's it. I'm not going to try story. and broaden your vocabulary today. This is how we get to two hours. <laughs> this so is what happens. The story. So basically, they're like, "You're coming," and it's like, "All right, I guess." And then they're like, "We have to call a cab." It's like, "You're going to make me take a cab to a bar I don't want to go to." And it was like, is it is it far? And it's like, yeah, it's a ways. It was a fucking twenty dollar cab. I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. Okay, so we get out, and there's this. We're standing there talking because there was like fucking six of us, so we couldn't take a single cab. Yeah, so we we're waiting for the other people. So we waited for the other people, and then this drunk guy pulls up, or this car pulls up rather, and parks in a handicap <laughs> spot. I don't really think much about it. And this... Yeah, so okay, so the handicap yeah, spot yeah. have like those big yellow pillars to use as dividers. So the guy who pulls in, who, yeah, so I don't think the guy who was driving really originally don't think was drunk. So. <laughs> he pulls in between these dividers, you know, and pulls it off. Doesn't Yeah, okay. no problem. Yeah. Yeah. He fits right in. Fast. He's he is, got this he under is, control. He is parking in the handicap space. Didn't but, see a handicap thing, but, you I know, mean, maybe only a little drunk. Yeah. Uh, some people, some people are, are handicapped in ways that we can't see. Yeah. <laughs> so... As I recall, this is what I recall. I recall that car being having like four or five people in it, and everyone getting out and then going inside. Yeah, and, and as then, you say that, that sounds one, right to me. But. And then one guy being turned down for entry. <laughs> yeah, because he was very clearly wasted already. Yes. <laughs> so he like he he swirls back around to sort of stand near our group and like starts talking to us. He's like. Yeah, man, they won't let me in. And he's like, but I'm going to try again. So he, like, <laughs> coolly tries to walk over again. And I'm curious, so I'm watching. And it's inside the door, so I can't quite see. But all I hear is, like, the uh, the, bar- the bouncer be like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. And then, like, there's kind of, like, a lot of yelling. And I see the guy walking out backwards and still, like, yelling obscenities at the bar. And then, like, fucking nine bouncers standing around in front of this guy. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be at a bar that needs fucking nine bouncers. There were nine. There were there's- four. There was there was more than four. Yeah, there were four. Really? Yeah. Man, there was they, just a they lot were, of goddamn They were both bouncers. roughly double a, a normal they, human size. Yeah, they though, were. Right? Yeah, at least most of them were fairly large guys. They were definitely not small. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this guy starts yelling obscenities. He's like, "Whatever, man!" And then another guy's already on the phone calling the cops because this guy gets in the car that had pulled up. Oh no! We and don't. I. I the, I'm not. I, I am pretty sure he's not the person that drove the car. There. Yeah, like pretty sure. And it's it's also shown by uh, how <laughs> when he apparently. backs out, he hits the dividers twice. <laughs> so, Dude, but, but his friends sound kind of shitty, though. Like he's not let in. They're just like, "All right, fuck it, make your way home." I guess. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I don't know. I wasn't watching. I don't know exactly what happens. I was just standing outside. Yeah, we were just I don't watching. remember him being the person that came out of the car the yeah. first time. Yeah, but so he drove past. Eventually, after getting out of the dividers, yelled a bunch more obscenities. The bouncers were calling the cops, and we were laughing about it. And they're like, "Hey, you should probably get inside. He might have a gun." Like, oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Well, Chilku, our... Shank and Charlie's. That's <laughs> that. Yeah. We're like, well, our friends are here now, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. 
I try not to uh, to interact with bouncers beyond being like, yeah, that's my idea. I'm I'm over twenty one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's because usually... I I feel like anything further than that has has the the chance to go bad. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you guys about the time I was in Canada and try we we tried to buy drugs from the mob? <laughs> what? No. I can't. I can't believe uh, you've never told me that one before. Yeah, that's an I, interesting one. A surprise. I thought I had. Yeah. No, that was the first time I've heard that for sure. Are you sure? Um. Oh. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh. Yeah. So Mickey ended up getting kicked out of Chilkoot's Charlie's. <laughs> was it for uh, shanking? Yep. Yep. yep okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they only allow one offense. After yeah. all, he probably. But it doesn't. It doesn't really down. matter because they were about to close anyway. Yeah. And it was. And I was tired as fuck, so I wanted home. to leave anyways. So when did you get? When did you guys get back? Did you just get back the other day? Or? So uh, I got back last night. Ted left early. Yeah, I left. I left, left the next like day because I yeah. had shit to do. I got up that morning at like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Took a shower, went downstairs, bought some coffee, saw a breakfast buffet. I was like, oh shit, oh, yeah. yeah, breakfast buffet. Got a plate, put a bunch of food on it. The lady gave me more coffee, even though I just bought some. I was like, shit, I'll drink more coffee. Got halfway through my plate, and some guy walked up behind me, walked up to the waitress, and was like, hey, ooh, breakfast buffet, that looks nice. Is it free? And she goes, no. (laughs) God damn it. This is, of course, right after texting Camden and uh, some people being like, oh, breakfast and free coffee, exclamation point, exclamation point. So they get a text. You fucking asshole. Why would well, you do no, that to So somebody? they get a text like a second later. I thought it was free. They get a text like a couple minutes later like, turns out, breakfast, totally not free, shit. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, well, I've, I've, I'm tired. I'm just going to eat this. It's terrible. Like, it's awful. It's one of the worst breakfasts I've had in years. Um, I get the fucking bill for it. Twenty-one dollars. <laughs> Twenty-one dollars for a breakfast buffet. Twenty-one dollars. What? Yeah. It was. What? 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 Was it covered in gold? Yeah. Right. I fucking looked back to make sure I didn't miss the other half because like, I was. Did so they, was it endless uh, breakfast buffet at least? I mean, it's a buffet. I don't yeah. know. What you're asking. You could go back and get twenty-one dollar for. For was the coffee sh- included? No. Well, the, the coffee was, but it was shitty coffee and <laughs> shitty food. How do you charge someone $21 for a breakfast buffet unless it has fucking, like, Eggs Benedict? I have... Like, I would have been so and, happy. salmon and fucking hollandaise sauce. I don't... <laughs> fuck. I'm mad for you. Yeah, I was... I was. I actually thought it was really funny because I was still tired. And I was just like, well, this is pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> um, but it was... Did it have, like, fried chicken and waffles? What, what was in this buffet? Uh, bacon, <laughs> eggs, yeah, yeah. Uh, a potato scramble. Okay, the, the eggs were also carton eggs, so they tasted like so not absolute not eggs shit. powder shit eggs. Um, <laughs> oh, gravy. Okay, well, gravy gravy's good. Like bad gravy cereal. Oh, fuck, I think that was it. Where where do they charge twenty one dollars for that? At the prestigious Sean Anchorage. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that already. Uh, yeah, at Sean Anchorage. 
Uh, you know, the building with the big red S. <laughs> it was in a circle. The Sheraton. It was missing a couple letters when he rolled up, and it said Sean <laughs> you know, Anchorage. Up and you see <laughs> the Sean Anchorage. Oh, God. Fuck, I don't think we ever got a picture of that. We did We did before we left. Oh, did? Yeah, yes. We got, we got a Thank God, because yeah. that was so fucking funny. Yeah, it was like right when we were getting ready to leave the last, <laughs> the last night when we went out. We were just like... All right, we need to get. We a need to put that Sean on the page or on on the KSUA page. That's yeah, so funny. We put it up on Twitter. Yeah, we laughed so goddamn hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and then I left um, later that day after. Yeah, like, so a slow we all went day. out to a good place to have breakfast. Yeah, I got a fucking bomb ass breakfast. Oh, burrito. It looked so good, but I was so full on shit breakfast. Um, yeah, and, does it cost and, less than twenty one dollars? Yes, it was like. 850 so <laughs> damn damn and it was, wow and it was very it good bad, so it was, it was good for alaska prices it yeah, probably be, 850 it probably is be good for yeah. anywhere prices yeah. for a good breakfast it was like a it was like a, it thick, was like a fucking, like a thick fat yeah like a, i meat. keep trying yeah. to show you but we don't have a camera it so was a yeah. good good sized burrito i was happy with it the breakfast burrito i go for is 775 before tax about yeah. 850 after worth every yeah. penny no it's it's, yeah. a, it's actually a good price like it was a full meal um there's like avocados and shit in yeah, it yep all kinds of good shit avocados chorizo all kinds of good shit that's what i like to hear i am a big fan of breakfast actually my like here's my problem with breakfast i want everything on the menu oh yeah <laughs> like that's my honest to god problem with breakfast i want every goddamn thing on that menu every time it's the meal it takes the longest to decide <laughs> yeah yeah no like i go out for dinner i'll get like a hamburger and i'll be like yeah maybe i'll have to like sort through the burgers and get the one i want breakfast dude do I want fucking country fried steak? Do I want biscuits and gravy? Do I want eggs Benedict? Do I want a scr- Do I want an omelet? Man, yeah. breakfast. Breakfast is it's tough. We uh, <laughs> we went we went to a restaurant where uh, they do. It's it's a long-standing Seattle like super famous diner cafe thing called Beth's mm-hmm. that. Is, is very well known for their omelets because the small omelet is six eggs and the large omelet is 12. Holy fuck. I got a six egg south of the border omelet, which basically a meant it six had... six egg omelet. Yeah, it was dinner and fucking dinner the next day too. Jesus Christ. It was awesome. If we have the opportunity while you're here, Camden, we'll totally take you there because, okay. man, it's really cool. good. They also look. It's it's a cool spot. They have pinball. Oh, <laughs> great. sweet! I want to go it's now. Great. I love yeah. pinball. <laughs> I know. I knew pinball would be the selling point. Yeah. <laughs> not I'll the, go not there the and play pinball omelet. the whole time. Yep. <laughs> just just put my uh, put my omelet on the machine. Yeah. Put it on the deck. I'll eat it in my during my breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple. Um, yeah, man. It was it was good. Ugh. That that's that was really the only thing from my week that's worth talking about. That was a, a dope omelet. We have other stuff, but I don't know if we should. Uh, I think it might be time to transition. I think I was, it might be time. I was going to mention some things really quick. I mm, today I, don't know. I today registered for my final semester of college. So hey, congratulations! That's, that's exciting. Um, yeah, so I'll be graduated after. I'll be all graduated. You'll have that degree you're going to do nothing with. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be great. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to the modern college graduates. Life. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I will make a point of doing at least one thing with applicable to my degree with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can. And then if I don't engineer like a broadcasting tower for the sounding board, we'll we'll be on fucking pirate radio, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, that would be really yeah, fun, so that's, actually. That's that's some exciting news. I'll, I'll should be I should be all finished up next year. Um, I have less classes next semester, so that's awesome. Always good. I remember cutting down on classes my last semester too. Yeah. Oh, it was a good time. Very relaxing. Yeah. I don't think it'll be relaxing. <laughs> I have shitloads of stuff to get done anyway, but um, yeah, I'm pumped to be you know near the end. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah, Ted's going to be graduating in six weeks now. No, hey, I've got that whoa. fucking math oh, yeah, class. Right. No, I have a math class. I have to. <laughs> <take>. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got. They're one never going to let you class. go. <laughs> <The> fuckers! <laughs> I have those two classes this semester, which I've already taken, but they didn't transfer. Oh man, because they're fuckers. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, I know it didn't show up on your fucking little advising thing at all, but you do have a basic ass math. You're going to have to take again as well." Yeah, I'm going to have to make sure to go to the registrar this week and make sure they're yeah. not going to fuck with me next yeah, semester. Yeah, do, do it now, because mm-hmm. it's hella annoying. Yeah. yeah. Be like, if you say I'm not graduating, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> like, honest. I'll just I'll just leave without my library science credit. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to talk about something we didn't get to talk about last week. Music? Fucking music. Yeah, we lost... 40 minutes of content. (laughs) The astute listener might realize that Camden and myself did not talk about music at all. I was, in fact, the only one that listened to music last week. So, yeah, Ted, the the guy who brought up the least amount of albums last week, uh, was the only one (laughs) who was saved. Yeah, for some reason, when I uh, was um, saving the file on my computer, it just took 40 minutes out and not because you, you'd expect like if it was going to do an incomplete save it you would miss the front of cut the out just like the end of the episode no sir which would have no, been sir. which would have been really bad because then we would have not had the whole you know album discussion which was really good last week i thought yeah um but instead it just cuts out 40 minutes in the fucking middle of everything <laughs> and like killed killed uh the right channel yeah, on a, on a yeah. bunch of chunks of it. It's weird. Um, so the discerning so, listener may have noticed that. If you didn't, that's because I did some clever editing and made yeah. it kind of make sense. I was pretty happy with that. that it sounded, it it a, sounded good, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a bang-up job. I yeah. I did intro it. I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have just left it out. I think, you might, I think you might have been able to get away with it without doing the... Uh, yeah, the, the little intro. intro. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I thought, I thought uh, what you did sounded good. Yeah, and I, I managed to save some parts uh, from the very end of when I was talking about music. The very, very, mm-hmm. very end of when I was talking about music. But yeah, now we, we're back. Yeah, we're we back did. with music for this week. Yeah, we are. <laughs> music <laughs> so, for this week. It's I kept here. cutting you off. Sorry, man. It's happening. Yeah, no. Uh, Well, who wants to kick us off? I am going to nominate... Ted, you <laughs> nomination decline. <laughs> That's not how this works, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, for show, for show. So this week, doing that for show, <laughs> doing that for show. <laughs> God damn it! 
Um, so this week I spent some time, um, not too much time listening to music outside of the album of the week, the album of next week, um, and then the album we did for our radio show, um, uh, that we have here on KSUA where we have a similar sort of theme where we play a whole album and then just talk about how much we like it in the middle and ruin it for everybody else by stopping the best parts. Um, (laughs) and for this week I chose, um... Mad Villains album, Mad Villainy. It's the MF Doom Mad Lib collaboration that came out in 2004. Um, super fucking good album. Just top notch. Um, a really great show of Mad Lib's skill as a producer. Uh, and MF Doom's really sort of laid back, relaxed rapping. The more I listen to it, honestly, the more I'm impressed by him as a rapper. It's, it's yeah. really quite fascinating. He's um, really a pretty impressive rapper. Yeah, and I, I read... I was reading reviews on it, and there was a person who was talking about his rapping style, and they were saying it's kind of peculiar because it's kind of like him just unraveling sod, essentially. You know, it's so like fake grass, or real grass, rather. Um, and it's like his rap already existed. He's just showing it to you. It's really very peculiar and very accurate, I think. Um, so really enjoying that album. I've listened to it a whole lot. This Have you week. ever listened to that album, Josh? I've listened to parts of it. I've never listened to the whole okay. thing. Okay. Oh, really? You, you oh, need man. To. You would love this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's definitely. It's fucking top notch. This it's is like, a fucking it's phenomenal, very yeah. phenomenal right. album. Um, just kick ass lines. Fucking yeah. Mad Lib raps. Not just because he does his Quasimodo rap every once in a while, but he actually raps as Mad Lib. Mm-hmm. Um, MF Doom also raps as Victor. Victor Vaughn. Victor Vaughn yeah. rapping about MF Doom, which is really funny. Yeah, rapping about MF Doom stealing his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. His alter one alter ego against another alter ego. It was a really was, fucking was, funny thing. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a like it's a phenomenal hip hop album. Like it's it's one of like. It's one of the albums, like, if I was, you know, trying to get someone, you know, the type of person who's just not into hip-hop at all and, like, doesn't, That's one you would and doesn't, and, like, doesn't yeah. think it's, like, a respectable form of music or anything. Yeah, this like, is that a was great the first show, album yeah. I would send them to. Because, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, we had a bunch. Uh, we had one guy call in because um, he, we had, like, this older guy call in who's, like, listened to our show before. Like, we've heard him call in before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he called in. He was, like... Oh, I noticed that, you know, at the beginning of this one track, they used, like, an extensive Frank Zappa sample. (laughs) And we're like, oh, and I was like, oh, cool, okay, I'll mention that. And he was, like, really funny about it. He was like, oh, no, you don't don't have to say anything. I just wanted to let you guys know. (laughs) And then I I mentioned it uh, when we came back on air. And then he called back, and what did he say? Oh, yeah, he, he, like, he he put it in a really funny way. He's like, I want to... Thank you for mentioning me noticing it, but he said it in like a really like yeah. quaint way. It was hilarious. And then no, was, but the the cool yeah thing the coolest part he was said, he yeah. at the end he's like I don't normally listen to rap. I don't really like it, but I am really really enjoying this. So thank you guys. You I listen to this show because you guys always show me new things I wouldn't expect to like. And it was awesome, and we were super happy about yeah. it. That's fantastic. That's yeah. really cool. So, but I yeah. think I think that's. It's definitely like one of those types of albums. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like I wish I had heard this album when I was like uh, yeah, fourteen or fifteen. Absolutely, because it would have totally changed, changed how, my view on rap you know, entirely. How early I got into that? Yeah, for this sure. Is a phenomenal album. Um, and because of that, I also listened to another collab MF Doom has uh, called Danger Doom. It's Danger Mouse. 
um, and MF Doom. I listened to parts of that. The Mouse and the Mask. It, I, it's not as great. Um, MF yeah. Doom is a good rapper. Danger Mouse is an okay producer. He definitely does some good work, but um, coming right off of the Mad Lib collaboration, it's just it's not as good. Yeah, and Ma- I was having more trouble getting into it. Yeah, Mad Lib's hard to top. Um, when it comes to yeah, there's production. a there's a solid Ghostface um song called The Mask, which is badass. Then there's another um old school rules with Ty Lib Quali. Ty Lib is fucking phenomenal on that track. Um and my favorite part about the entire album is it's it's all themed around Aquatine Hunger Force. <laughs> yeah. So oh, really, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so there's some funny shit going on in there, which is totally worth. Wasn't uh, that one of the earlier like basically Adult Swim made albums? I you know it would not surprise me. I think it was me. during that time period where they um they were because like, they yeah they definitely had because these point are definitely where, the voice actors yeah and I I imagine it was like that same time period that like the first Flying Lotus album came out and like on oh, all the yeah, like yeah, yeah. you remember like all the interludes in Adult I Swim would just have that. Flying Lotus playing yeah it was the pictures with yeah, Flying like, Lotus you know like mid 2000s yeah I would definitely it would be very likely that this is um an Adult Swim production thing um it's cool looking at it uh but mostly because you know, Mad Lib is un, unquestionably a phenomenal producer, and Camden was talking about this when I was first when we chose to do the um, uh, Mad Villainy record. Um, and he was talking about Mad Lib kind of brings out the best of a rapper. Like you have a really solid rapper, and you put him with Mad Lib, and he makes him fucking ten times as good. They come mm-hmm. fucking full force when they're put together. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like putting these two albums together really shows that off. Um, so now, do you think, do you cool. think that's because Mad Lib is really adaptable and is, is really good at, at figuring out what would work well for people? Or do you think he, like his general sound just works well for everybody? I think so. What I think from all the projects I've heard him in, like he definitely uh, switches things up to adapt to certain um, rappers. Like, like, that like for example, Sorry. For example, uh, you know that the production on on Mad Villainy is pr- is like way more weird than some of his other stuff. Like it's pretty mm-hmm. out there in some space, just in like the samples he uses and the way it's all thrown together. It's got all the weird like uh, super villain interludes. Oh, yeah. where he's like takes all these fucking cuts from like old horror movies and shit and just like splices them up into his into his beats but it's 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 weird because it's it's fitting for you know mf doom is like kind of a weird rapper um but then uh like when he did the album with uh freddie gibbs like it sounds much more like you know like the stuff he's doing sounds like you know just really fucking awesome like gangster rap yeah no it totally and he could like like, like, yeah and he can do like uh he, he definitely like lays the foundation for someone's style because, like, obviously, if you have, like, people, like, as different rappers as, like, Freddie Gibbs and MF Doom, like, you mm. need to have different... Because they work better over different styles. For sure. Yeah, um, they've got they've but, got different syncopation but I think, But I think got... people also um, do really well on his stuff because his... Uh, just, like, the beats he gives them are so, like, just, like, sonically rich. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, dense that there's so much you can do with them. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot you're... to work with, but yeah. but also if you miss things, it doesn't really... You, you, you don't really lose out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be a perfect rapper to be a really good rapper over his beats, because there's a <laughs> lot there to play oh, with. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and even if you don't use it, mm-hmm. it doesn't detract from, yeah. from 
what you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and most and most of the pairings I've seen them on, because um, like an album I have been listening to and I've been continuing to listen to it this week. I mentioned it last week, but of course yeah. that's all gone now. Is the the new one he has, um, Mad Lib with uh, two uh, rappers from L.A. Uh, blue and uh, med and blue is it blue or med no med is the one that med on, is on mad on villainy mad on villainy. one track so i don't really know med i know blue a little bit i've heard some of his stuff and he's pretty awesome um but yeah like they both sound fucking great on that and it's just the same thing like he just he comes with you know you can listen to any of those albums just to hear you know, like if you're just into like instrumental hip hop, you could listen to any of those albums, not even pay attention to the verses and think they're like fucking awesome. Mm. So everything sounds great. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm kind of underselling how like rich the, you know, like the textures are on no, the beats. Cause it's so just, fucking it's, phenomenal. he's definitely not like a straightforward style producer. Like he doesn't just give you, you know, a straightforward beat. Like you don't just get like a, like, you know, banger beat yeah <laughs> no, it's, over and over if you hear um, it you usually know it's because you know he comes beat. from he's much more of like what he says is that he's a dj first producer second and, and uh, mc third yep um okay yeah yeah because because his his style like the way his stuff sounds it sounds more like like old like dj style production like there's a lot of it sounds like there's a lot of like live mixing going on and it just mm-hmm. is like continually sort of morphing over the course of the track and you just hear like these fucking weird samples coming from all over the place and you can you can just tell he's doing like a lot of crate digging and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and really like kind of just throwing uh sort of disparate sounds together in really interesting ways um i don't know yeah i've been listening to a lot of him recently because i've known about him for a long time but i'm just going through a phase yeah <laughs> where that's what i want to hear right now through. mad lib yeah. is- fucking badass like one of the albums i listened to this week was a mad lib album um and i think i even like forgot to mention a bunch of these in the message i sent you earlier because i'm just remembering now but i listened to (laughs) i listened to an album by mad lib called shades of blue which was uh done a couple years before mad villainy so it's like 2002 um but what it was is you know the the like famous jazz label blue note records yeah uh, so they, they they like uh commissioned him to like come in and you know take like go into their archives and make a bunch of beats with like old like their old jazz collection <laughs> and so he has this whole album where it's just him fucking like chopping up and doing crazy dj shit with old jazz records and it's fucking awesome like oh man that sounds fantastic. It's, it's so cool yeah that sounds um, super super cool yeah and it's just yeah if like if you're looking for some really cool instrumental hip hop that's like pretty laid back, that's that's a really good album. Um, yeah, so he's got other stuff like he has a uh, an MC alter ego named Quasimodo, who he does in this like weird high pitched voice. <laughs> it's um, super funny. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's like a cartoon character, you know. It's like a little cartoon looking like. I don't know, pig dog elephant thing. I don't know. I don't really know. It's and it's like yellow. It's always like smoking a joint. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird looking character, but that stuff's really good. Um, I don't know. He's he's a really interesting artist because he's got all kinds of. He's just got like a wide expanse of stuff. I think I've talked about him in a, like an episode a few. We weeks definitely ago, touched anyway, him so. before, but. I'll, yeah, I, I think I, we, I think we on. talked about him some last episode, and it was some of the yeah. content we lost. Yeah, we also lost another hip hop discussion. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so I was we, gonna I was gonna mention that quickly again because we talked. Yeah, let's oh, let's, talked touch, a lot let's touch about on it. it. Uh, yeah. We talked we talked about it quite a bit because I think we both liked it quite a lot. Um, we listened to some of the game. Yeah. <laughs> we listened to the new game albums. <laughs> yeah. The the double album literally like yeah. each album is like what fucking seventy five minutes. Each long. album's already a double album. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, documentary two and two point five. Yeah. And dude, when when did game get when did the game get so good? Well, I think so. Uh, so game was huge when he originally came out. Um, when the original documentary came out, like doc, the original documentary is considered like a classic of West Coast hip hop. Um, and I also listened to that. That's a fucking awesome album. You guys should all listen to that one too. Uh, but like, he was one of those rappers who had, I think it was like his first two albums were hugely successful and they're both, you know, really critically acclaimed. And then like for a lot of people, like I haven't listened to his whole discography often. Like he kind of like fell off for a lot of people and, you know, um, he didn't really get mentioned a lot in like the later 2000s and like the early 2010s. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, yeah, like, I'm not going to comment on when, like, when he got good, because, like, if you go listen to the documentary, like, he obviously was good. Yeah, all right, uh, all right. I guess the better question is, where has he been? Yeah, I don't know. And it, but it seems like, yeah, it seems like uh, the stuff about um, Documentary 2 and 2.5 that I didn't really mention before is, like, I thought that was really cool, because, you know, he's an older rapper now, like, he's approaching 40, so he's he's, like, you know in like the old guard of yeah. <laughs> of hip hop now basically. Uh so I was yeah, I was really surprised by like the vitality of the album. Like he sounded like he just had like tons of energy on the whole thing and it was just like I don't know, he was just like bringing it. <laughs> I was kind yeah. of surprised from like oh, a, yeah. from like an older dude. The whole um, thing was really good. It was yeah. it, it was a it was a double double concept album. Yeah. And Man, there was a lot in there to like. Yeah. I, I don't think we need to go too in depth because yeah. I think it might curse us and we may lose another forty minutes. <laughs> we just can't talk about the game. <laughs> but but suffice to say, Crenshaw. Oh yeah, the banger of the week. Still, two weeks in a row. Still banger of the week. <laughs> yeah. Is that a motherfucking yeah. Impala? I no, I I actually still like listen to that song every day. So. <laughs> it's it's a really good song. Been. Yeah. I, um, I went back and listened to uh listened to some ASAP Rocky. I listened to fucking problems the other day. That's <laughs> nice. a real good song too. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Um, Sorry, yeah, I was I, yeah like hey, the only the only other point I wanted to mention with that one was like I was really impressed because. Uh, with something like that, when you have a double disc, you know, each disc being long as fuck album, like it's 38 tracks total, I believe, or 37. Um, and I was just surprised on how many of them were, you know, high quality. Yeah, we're really, really good. Yeah, like I can listen to the whole thing and, um, there aren't really any points where I'm like, uh, this kind of sucks. Like there are a few here and there, but. I mean, having an album for an album that, that size, length, it's like so much of it is impressive. good. Yeah, it's like that is really impressive. Um, anyways, yeah, really good albums. Go check those out. Also, go check out the original documentary. At least just the song "Hate It or Love It" because that song is awesome. <laughs> that's all, right. all. That's my secondary banger of the week. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> add that to my list. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I went off like I threatened to, and listened to some Gangstar. Oh, I thought you were going to say you listened to some uh, more hip hop. <laughs> no, 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 no. I listened to some Gangstar, 
Sweet. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, are you? No. I'm like vaguely familiar. I haven't yeah. spent time with uh, their albums though. So they're a they're a hip hop duo that was active for about twenty years, yeah. from eighty five until like two thousand six. And uh, they're an East Coast hip hop duo. They had quite a few albums, uh, and the one that I listened to was their ninety four album, Hard to Earn. Yeah, heard of that one. So. This is a this was a really interesting album. It covered a lot of ground. Like it was it's a 94 album that had some like some conscious rap in it. Like it had some some straight bangers. It it was good. Like I I really liked it. It had a, a lot of cool features. Uh I think I think the one track that I would uh I would point out if you just had to, to What are to what are the names of uh, the members oh. of Gangstar? DJ Premier. Oh yeah, so yeah, so DJ Premier is still like one of the most sought after producers. mm -hmm. Like you still see him come up on like anything that comes out. You know, someone's like, I got a DJ Premier beat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's DJ Premier and uh, Guru. He was on documentary two for that matter. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, DJ Premier, not Guru. Guru is dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh but it, it's good. Uh, if if you just listen to one track, I really like uh, mostly the voice. Okay, is really good. Uh, Coming for that has. <laughs> okay. Spelt D A T A Z Z. Yeah. No space. Uh, also really good. The one the one thing that I don't like about this album is um, I think the production is really on point. Uh huh. Shocker. Uh, I think sometimes Guru. Um, He's a little monotone in his raps. Okay. And and it doesn't bother me, but what I, I one of the things that, you know, I I have tried forever to get Claire, my girlfriend to be deep into Kendrick, and that was her big complaint about him was that he he was kind of monotone and didn't really do very much. And I didn't really see it with a uh, with Kendrick Lamar. That's yeah. she's with, wrong. <laughs> but uh, but with with Guru I absolutely do. Like Yeah. With with Guru, I kind of I kind of do see that, and, and I think the context for why she says that about Kendrick is that she came from listening to mostly Tupac, Biggie, and um, and and older Wu Tang shit, which is which can get a little wild. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I I listened to it a couple times. I'm probably gonna listen to it at least one more. Um, but it was kind of the big album I checked out this week. Nice. I'll have to look that. Yeah, I've never really uh, checked out a Gangstar album, but I know I have to. I still got. Yeah, I still got to fill out my uh, my hip hop cred. There's still a lot. Of, <laughs> there's a lot of ground to cover. A lot of years missing. Yep. So I, many years missing. Liquid Swords just went went platinum, so it might be time to uh, go revisit that. Oh yeah, well, I know Liquid Swords. Liquid Swords. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of the first. Uh, so like some of uh some of the first hip hop albums I actually got into when I was younger were like uh some of the original like Wu Tang affiliate ones like Liquid Swords and uh uh Fish Scale from Ghostface Killer was actually the first hip hop album I like really liked. Okay, that was, yeah. That was when I was like fifteen, I think. That song is or that that album was fucking awesome. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you <laughs> what was ODB's uh what was it? What was his solo album? I can't remember right now. 
Oh, it's something with thirty six chambers, but it's like Return to the Thirty Six Chambers. Return to Thirty Six Chambers, yeah. Yeah. Uh I didn't, weird I, didn't, fucking I, didn't, album. I didn't get around to that one when I was at <laughs> I mean I mean Shimmy Shimmy Yeah is still one of my favorite my favorite hip hop tracks, just in terms of how ridiculously fun it is. Yeah. But that album is real weird. Do you want to hear ODB Yodel? Because uh, you will. <laughs> yeah. It's cool stuff, man. Oh man. Yeah, right. any Anyways, uh, yeah. we, I'm sorry we totally No, stole no, that was the perfect transition because I was done. Okay. No, we were graceful. Yeah, it was okay. smooth. Yeah, don't, don't fuck it, it up. So good. Um, yeah, I have a few more I wanted to mention quickly. Okay. I, uh, I listen, one of the other hip-hop albums I listened to this week, I forgot to mention, um, I mentioned it briefly, but I listened to Blue, uh, the rapper Blue and his album, uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? <laughs> it's... <laughs> Below the heavens. Sorry, I almost forgot. Below the heavens. Below the heavens. Below the heavens. Below the heavens. Um, so that one was a project with a producer by the name of Exile. I had heard some of his stuff before. I had actually listened to this album once before, but I wasn't like paying attention to it. Um, so I went back to that after hearing the new Madlib album. That's a fucking awesome album. That's the one he got the most attention for. Uh, it's kind of like if you want some like really soulful style production with kind of like the more uh conscious rap style which is not a term i particularly like but yeah it's you we know what it means <laughs> backpacker rap yeah if you want like the more uh underground backpacker rap style with like yes like the production's fucking really good i like i really love the soulful style um hip-hop production there's a lot of good shit in like in that vein on there uh, that was really good. I listened to the other one, the uh, uh, hip hop classic that I had never heard that I went got around to listening to was. Uh, have you heard of the group Farside? Yeah, and no, their, I have. Their, uh, their album Bizarre Ride Two, which is a <laughs> 1992 album. What a fucking well named album. Yeah, it's it's not a sequel to Bizarre Ride One because that does not exist. <laughs> but it's Bizarre Ride Two. <laughs> it's Bizarre Ride Farside. Two. Is, so, it, is it the number two? Or like uh, it's like it's a uh, Roman numeral too. Okay, all right, yeah. that's hilarious. Um, but that is a super fucking fun album. It's a uh, it's really like kind of lighthearted and funny, and like they're all their it's like four or five MCs, and like all their rapping styles are like really fucking zany. <laughs> like, like I don't know if you think about like someone like like ODB or like Danny Brown or, you know, yeah, just okay. have like the really right. fucking yep. w- like wacky rap style. Yep. Like, All right. That's what it's like. And there's like a bunch of them. <laughs> um, that album is really fucking good. I would, uh, cause you know, if you get, if you get like too far back in hip hop, the, the production gets to a point where it's, um, it becomes like a little bit too rudimentary, yeah. at least for me to where, you know, it's kind of gets harder to enjoy. Like I like aspects of that, but, uh, this is kind of, you know, like, Right at that time, like you know, early '90s, uh, stuff was starting to get really, really layered and pretty, pretty uh, advanced. Um, yeah, everything sounds great. Apparently, the producer on that album—I forget his name right now—but apparently, he had like a pretty bad history. Like he was pretty successful up to this point, and then he like uh, has been addicted to drugs for a long time, and he hasn't really like made it back. To so that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> That's always a shame. Yeah. But uh yeah, so they were kind of, kind of a more short-lived group. I don't think they've released anything in the past 10 or 15 years, but that's yeah, like that's definitely 
an album worth checking out. Like it's super fun to listen to. Um, okay, what was the name yeah. one more time? Uh, Far Side Bizarre Ride Two. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll add that to the master list of things that I want to listen to, but probably won't. Yeah, I've got no. A huge, no, I've that got a sounds awesome, list. and I do want to hear it because this has been on my to listen list for probably like three years. Oh <laughs> damn! It's like it's just one of those lists in the back of your head where you're like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about that thing. Maybe I'll listen to it this time. You know, sometimes things just pop up. I don't know. Um, the last one I wanted to mention is. Uh, I listened to another classic album, uh, one of the most talked about jazz albums of all time. Uh, Charles Led Mingus, Zeppelin Four. Charles Mingus. Mingus. Uh, Black Saint and the Sinner Lady, which is I'm not going to say much about it. It's a fucking perfect piece of music. You should listen to it. <laughs> yeah, Mingus is phenomenal. Yeah, I listened. Yeah, I listened to that one night. And just uh, kind of focused on. It. I was like, wow, this is fucking incredible. It's pretty obvious why it's a why it's a classic. I, I don't really need to say much about it. There's been a lot said about it. So uh, I was glad I finally got around to it. Um, but other than that, I think that's it for me. Did you have anything else you wanted to? Josh? <laughs> I think I think we got my, uh, I think Gangstar was the big one for me this week. Um, mm. Can't remember if I hit anything else, so probably not. I do want to talk about our album of the week, though. Let's talk about that. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Let's so, talk about uh, that. Let's talk about Ricard Strauss. You mean you mean Ricky Strauss? Good yeah, old Ricky. Dicky <laughs> yeah, Strauss. Ricky. So, uh, okay. So Dick. as a, as a, Dick Strauss. Yes, Dick Strauss. <laughs> Call him D Strauss. Uh, <laughs> D Strauss in the house. <laughs> something, something. The only rhyme I'm getting from here is mouse, Christ. and I can't make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> I picked this because. As I've mentioned before, I've been going through, or you know, basically initially forcing myself through a uh, you know kind of exploration of like modern era classical stuff. Modern era meaning I'm taking as my personal meaning from what I've been <laughs> listening to, like 1850 and onwards. <laughs> so that's not an academic definition. No, classical, I'm sure I don't have enough experience to know what the terms are yet so i'm just going to go with my own definitions you know what i mean i do okay so all right just wanted to be well established we are established gotcha. modern era air quote on whatever done. so um isn't strauss considered like late romantic yeah era? he's he's actually he's okay. right at the tail end of the romantic era um right to the point where like the second half of his his career is technically um, in the classical period. Um, and he kind of kept pushing the Romantic era, like really pushing the, the strings and the swelling and the really sort of allegro yeah. feelings. Yeah. Um, but he was fucking good at it, so yeah. there's no problem there. So, And he's he's definitely also known for... I think he's, he's kind of known for like straddling that and the modern era where, you know, more weird types mm. of shit were being brought in like he definitely has this stuff like uh i did because i've talked about this before i did end up listening i don't remember if it was last week or the week before but i did end up listening to that opera salome oh yeah which is incredible yeah and it's just yeah it has like some really odd portions just the way the music is set up like there's definitely some really kind of like unsettling dissonance mm. and stuff like that um which was pretty 
prominent like exemplary of like the night of like 20th century classical music um but yo he did a lot of work he was a super prolific composer um he was he had you know sort of uh periods where he did certain types of things uh the piece we're doing is called uh, an alpine symphony which is a tone poem and a uh, tone poem is basically a piece of music that's specifically intended to evoke some sort of uh, either like piece of art or setting or like uh, activity. You know, it's because, you know, most most uh, music is, you know, pretty like fairly vague in what it intends to like evoke in you. Yeah. But yeah, but the, these the op- these are. Yeah, these seems like uh, the modern concept album, except it's it's a little bit more um, sort of esoteric. Yeah, it's not like a story so much as uh, a, I don't know an event. Yeah. It's sort of like, a story, but not about. Someone. Yeah, like when I was reading about it, like they likened it to more like to somewhat more like an opera than a symphony because it's supposed to tell yeah, a story, it's, it's but a it doesn't story have you know sure, the narrative aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it would it's be like you know concept picture. album stuff like that. Uh, so it's yeah, it's technically I guess it's technically not considered a symphonic piece because it doesn't have uh, like movements or yeah, like it's I guess you know with how it's composed, it's like one continuous. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it has okay. the sections, but that it's not sense. you know. But no, uh, there's none of the sections because, like, when you have movements, you have the the moment where you know have like the bar of, there's of the rest, break. and then you know there's a distinct other section like this this is split up into sections so the uh the whole point of this piece our tone poem is it's supposed to you know basically represent 11 hours um over the course of which you know a group is basically hike hiking a mountain um like an alpine mountain and you know it it starts uh with the uh basically at you know early early morning when it's still, still dark, dark out. yeah, yeah, because the first the first part is called night, incredibly quiet. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, man. yeah. I'm gonna talk about the, uh, yeah, the and this. I'll talk about that eventually, but like that's what first got me about this is like I think the beginning of this piece is just fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it goes through that, and then there's all the sections like sunrise, and that's the big like bombastic part where you know. <laughs> Uh, and then you get like the the pretty melodies coming in, but it's you know it's split up into these specific parts of like you know climbing a mountain the day and then coming back down. There's even like the parts where you know, there's like storm and it gets all more dangerous. <laughs> and uh, it's it's interesting because they'll use you know like little uh, they're called leap motifs, like those little snippets of you know sound that indicate like a certain thing. Mm, okay. Um, but for example, like the the first half of it when they're doing the ascent. Um, and then they have the storm, and then there's like a portion where they're uh, supposed to be like rushing back down the mountain, and you hear little leap motifs like that, it, like quicker and in the opposite order because they're like running by, you know, stuff that they were that's running, so walking by. As they came back up. <laughs> I didn't even notice um, that. Yeah, but it's it's cool how it, how it does that. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the idea of it. Is it's supposed to evoke? Um, that sort of setting, uh, which when you like, as with any, you know, piece of art, like you don't have to listen to it and, and, you know, think about a mountain. No, <laughs> like, 
Obviously. What are you Obvious, talking about? If like, you were thinking about a mountain, you were doing it wrong, Camden. <laughs> obviously, you can get other things from it. And, you know, I, I get other things from it, too. But if you listen to this and think about, like, high, like climbing a mountain, it is pretty fucking fitting. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Especially, like, I kept imagining that uh, basically in the beginning and end where it gets all hushed and quiet, I just pictured, like, one of those, like one of those views where you just see like the expanse of the mountain you can see like the snow drifting past slowly mm-hmm. and like the sun's going down or coming up and it's just like the perfect like sonic version of that image yeah, i don't know absolute picture yeah. of what you um so yeah so i've like i said i've been trying to get more into classical music and uh, strauss is a guy who i've been spending a lot of time with like i'm trying to take it really slow cuz with stuff like this like you can't really listen to something like this one time and then really like yeah you know, there's, there's more there to digest there's a lot to digest um and with something like this it's nice because i don't think this is a particularly like uh hard to like piece of classical music like i think it's pretty um pretty inviting yeah yeah and, it's uh, it's really accessible like it's, yeah it's yeah not super dissonant it, yeah there's like there's a lot of a lot of unique things going on but they all Mm -hmm. sound very good yeah um yeah and i don't know it's this was the first one when i started listening uh to this kind of kind of stuff that uh really made me realize what i was going to love about this was just like the dynamic range of things and i'm going to talk about it again uh the beginning of this album or i can't say album so the the yeah, one the one we're listening to is a recording from 1980 uh, by the Berlin Philharmonic, and it was actually one of the first CDs to ever be pressed, um, along with an ABBA album. Those were the first two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking. I don't I don't remember the name of the ABBA album, but this and some ABBA album were the first two CDs to be pressed in like 1981. Um. Anyways, what was I saying? <laughs> it's it's the, I, the great dynamic range that they use. Yeah, to... so... And this is why I was up, kind of bummed out when you said you've been listening to this on earbuds. Yeah. I was like, you need to listen to this and, like, crank it. Because, yeah, when you when you start it, you just have that sort of, like, ambient drone that it's just kind of, like, grows. Whisper and it's just like, oh, it's just... Man. And then yeah. you have, uh, like, I think it's first like the glockenspiel or something it was like that mm-hmm. and then like you hear the the trumpets like way in the back like the, the side like trumpets the, yeah <laughs> yeah oh man but i yeah i just remember that you know moment first listening to this and just being like this sounds fucking incredible and like how it's just all getting louder and louder and just building like that and that's something you can only really accomplish when you have a huge setup like you know, a hundred musicians or something. Yeah, that's something I remember talking about this when you were first listening to the yeah. to the uh, the recording. That it's kind of something we miss nowadays, where people will still do it, but it's not done very often. Where yeah. they really well, like, it takes a lot to do it. It I'm does, saying. and you can do it with a small band, but it's a very yeah. different feeling because it's it's harder to do it with a small band. It's kind of it's wonderful because it's forcing your audience's attention inward. Yeah, it's forcing them to like lean forward and listen to the whisper you're sort of giving them and it's such a wonderful experience like seeing a symphony play live and when they do that it's so it i don't know it's it's Mm. super engaging it's incredible 
Um, yeah, so uh, I wanted to mention some of the instruments on this because I think this is the largest lineup of instruments we've had. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, this is our largest lineup. I think it's probably more instrumentation than La Boheme. Really? Yeah, that would probably, make sense. I mean, probably was only I think, 20s. Let's, so. let's see what's in here. We've got four flutes, three oboes, a hecklephone. One of those. A clarinet, one clarinet in E flat, two clarinets in B flat, a bass clarinet, four bassoons, uh, eight French horns, four trumpets, four trombones, two tubas. This is one of my favorite parts. Twelve offstage horns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two, yeah. two offstage trumpets and two offstage trombones. <laughs> then you have two timpani players, snare drum, bass drum, cymbal, triangle, uh, gong, of course, cowbell. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Uh, I liked it, as it turns out. The, uh, the, the luckiest guys in the percussion section, the wind machine and the thunder machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the glockenspiel. So, so uh, what is a thunder machine? Is it still just a giant sheet of metal? Yeah, it's a big piece of sheet metal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the wind machine, machine is like a, a uh, crank, a crank thing, yeah. Um, but, well, so right? then of course Perfect. you have organ and a uh, celesta and two harps, eighteen violins. Uh, a violin heavy piece. Uh, sixteen violins too. What is that? Is another type of violin? I uh, no, it's just basically second chair. Okay, sixteen they, they second chair. Like, violin is one. Okay. is like the big so ones. So thirty-four the violins. Ones that don't matter as much. <laughs> Twelve violas, ten cellos, and eight double basses. So that's like. 60 string players yeah, before anything else. String section. <laughs> I, it's so cool what you can do with yeah. that size string section just because you yeah. can have so many different things going on and you can really like break things down into granular parts. It's mm-hmm. yeah. very neat. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and like I was saying, when you have just everything building up, like you can make that shit be so fucking loud. You know? Like when you have all those strings playing um, kind of in unison, like it's insane. That shit gets heavy. Yeah. And you can fucking feel the vibrations yeah. from all those strings. It's wonderful. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. So, this has been a good sort of entry point for me into this kind of stuff. This and, uh, as we talked about before, uh, Rite of Spring, mm. which I think I think Rite of Spring might be like the ultimate was the classical big... music gateway drug. Yeah. Because that is like one of the most fucking awesome pieces of music ever. Um, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but uh so i wanted to yeah what are you guys your guys initial impressions of it because obviously i really like it I'm i wish i had, i wish i had way more time and spent way more time with it like yeah. honestly um i i definitely didn't give it the the attention that it needed because it's so intricate and it's broken down to so many distinctive parts mm-hmm. um the ones that i can remember like the ones that really caused me to stop and glance down at, at my phone and see what exactly I was listening to. Because the thing is, they're all like a minute to two minutes long, most of them. Mm-hmm. So it changes. Yeah. So it that's changes what that's screen. what I was I was pointing out. Like uh, the actual you know composition of this piece, like how it's written down in notation, is just continuous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this is just you know they cut it up just for like track sake, sake and you know to to point out like what part of the yeah, yeah. Uh, what journey. part of the the journey we're on yeah. i think um i thought that near the end was super distinctive and i really like mm-hmm. the return tonight oh uh, yeah after after oh, going man. through through thunder tempest descent 
Yeah, I mm. love that. I, I love lo- yeah, that. I love how section. it goes. I love how it goes back down to just like that same theme and just like the fucking like I don't know, man. Those those drones at the beginning and end are just like so mm-hmm. rich. Like they just sound so mm-hmm. fun good. And that's one of, that's one of the parts that you like need to listen to on some like a, yeah like on something good because it yeah, just it just I, sounds uh, fucking amazing. I I I I think I may have to to go back and 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 do that. Um, yeah. The other track that caused me to stop and and like glance over was uh, on the glacier. Mm. I thought was stood out to me for some reason. I couldn't tell you why at the moment though. Okay. Those were the the two parts where like it kind of broke through the fact that I was doing other things and just kind of listening to it. Um, it was it wasn't a hard album for me to listen to. Yeah, it's a hard album for me to talk about because of the the nature of the piece and it being mm-hmm. continuous the way that it is. How about you, Ted? What uh, what stood out for you? Uh, I love Strauss. Strauss is a phenomenal, phenomenal composer. I don't know if I've spent much time with this piece, so it was really quite lovely. Um, the entire piece is great, as we we're saying. You know, it's hard to talk about specific parts. I, yeah, love... I think it's actually one of those like less performed. Yeah, ones. Um, I think in some ways because of like the requirements of it. So yeah, it's a huge, huge, huge requirement. Um, Breaking it down, you would lose a lot of it. So yeah. it definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, like, but it definitely has a bunch more that are like way more famous. Yeah, you know, I've definitely I hear more from him. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of any right now, but I like this one a lot. I, I wish I'd heard this more. So I'm excited mm-hmm. that we've listened to it. I love the the storm. It's a big. It's super noticeable. It's done really well. Um, and as Camden was pointing out earlier, the contrast of like those big, huge bombastic moments versus the small, quiet moments of night, or as he was describing, like if you've ever been in a mountain range or in some large mountain, it's hard being in Alaska. We have way bigger mountains than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So now that I've been up here, I'm kind of spoiled when I go anywhere else. Like, wow, look at this mountain. I'm like, that's definitely like a hill, but all right. (laughs) Um, And I made fun of people for saying that originally when I first moved up to Alaska, but now I'm that person Um, on my drive into work or ride into work, depending on the day. If it's clear, I can actually see the Alaska range, uh, which the most predominant mountain being Denali or McKinley, depending, it'll be back to Denali, um, but it, which is like the seventh largest mountain in the world, the largest mountain in North North America. Um, so it's really cool because I was, when I was driving, I was actually listening to this um, mm-hmm. and I don't remember, it was probably... Uh, about halfway through the album, there's this wonderful, or the album, I keep saying album too, the, uh, the symphony, there's this wonderful part. It's sort of, like, it's sort of twittering, and it's just like this wonderful, like, cheerful moment where you see, and I could just envision and see the mountain range and just, mm. like, see this vast landscape. And it was such an appropriate feeling, and I was so excited about it. <clears throat> mm. And it, so it wasn't just me like building the picture. Though every other time I listened to it, I could see exactly what they were playing to. It was so yeah. wonderful, sort of driving the hike that yeah. I was listening to. I like that because you can tell that uh, it comes from like you can tell that Strauss was someone who knew loved, exactly like, the mountains. Yeah, know? and I, mean, I think that's being German. Um, they love yeah, mountains. No. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty common. 
an incredibly uh, German interest for thing a German to man. make. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I don't know. There's some interesting. Uh, I don't know, I'll just let you keep. No, talking. no. That's that was my my big standout points was those were those ones. Those are the awesome. ones I mostly wanted to point um, out. Yeah, there are some interesting like stories behind this because uh, this was the last of this style of piece that uh, Strauss wrote, um, and it, and it was a piece that had kind of been in the works for something like 15 or 16 years in like different versions. Um, Cause his tone, the, like the tone poem thing was one of the things he got really popular for originally. Mm-hmm. Like he did one um, about Don Juan. He did the, uh, he did the Nietzsche one um, that everyone knows. Uh, and, but like that was a, definitely a period of his, you know, composition style. He did these tone poems. And they'd be on all kinds of stuff. Uh, but then, like, I think about a decade before this came out was when he started becoming, like, a big opera composer. And then he, you know, had a huge era where that's just, you know, all he did is he um, he composed operas. Yeah. Um, and this was, you know, this came out much later than all those other ones. And I guess, uh, like, one of the big reasons he actually finished it it was yeah i guess he like went back and started work on finishing it after Mahler died because they were pretty they were like close friends oh i didn't uh, know that Mahler and strauss uh yeah so like that served as kind of an inspiration to to go back to this style of music again um i don't know what else i was going to say about that i don't know i thought it was it's cool so it's kind of like tacked on to like the end of an era of his you know compositional style which has a huge amount of weight to it yeah yeah and i think it was a i haven't listened to much of the other ones i want to listen to more of uh that period of his composing um i don't know (laughs) it's hard to break it down yeah it's a phenomenal piece yeah it's really amazing uh yeah i don't know what else to say about it? Really? <laughs> I think you can you can definitely draw parallels in how how this sort of thing makes you feel to to albums like uh, oh man I wonder if our discussion about no our our discussion about Dark Side did stay in last week uh, to dark uh, to Dark Side Psychic it's it's one of those things that really transports you right yeah mm-hmm. definitely it's uh it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is yeah. I definitely have a lot of the periods periods in this one where I have the uh, like the musical goosebump effect. Oh yeah, for sure. You get the um, tingles. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. It's a fucking remarkable piece of music. Yeah. Check so, it out. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to some Dicky Strauss. <laughs> get Dicky Strauss in you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So uh, that's. Pretty. I think I covered everything I wanted to say about it. Um, it's yeah. I'm I'm really excited that I've been listening to more music like this. It's I'm enjoying the really fuck like out of you listening to an it. An enriching I'm listening to more experience. Of it now. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. Unless you guys have anything else to add, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about an Alpen Symphony. I think you uh, you covered it really well. That was super informative, actually, about the the form. Thanks. And... I actually spent time on it this week. Yeah, I, could, I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, man, I gotta stop making my album discussion so fucking shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was really great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I no feel problem. like I know a lot more about it, and when I go back and listen to it again, I'll do it from a much more informed place. 
Cool. Kind of wish you told me this beforehand, so I something. <laughs> My bad. It is. It wanna... is kind of exciting though when we have those episodes where I'm like, well, I have to go back and listen to the album yeah. and think about all this stuff now. That's what I... you did with Lady Gaga, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking have uh, not. Pop music isn't that bad, Ted. Yeah, but there's some pop. You're you're the are... ultimate hipster. Like my friends make fr- fun of me for how big of a hipster I am, but man, man. If I introduced you to you should of try those... you should try working at a college radio station. Yeah, right. <laughs> you think I'm hip? Yeah. <laughs> not, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you may not be the most hip, but but you're you're pretty deep down that. I'm pretty deep down that hole. You're you're perhaps way further along than me. I, at least I still embrace the dumb shit, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think this is. I, I don't have news, guys, unless you want to talk about... Uh, oh, speaking man, if, of, I, if I had news... Speaking of new music that's definitely on the same tier as uh, old D. Strauss, um, <laughs> uh, Riff Raff has a new EP. The Neon Icon does it again. Yep. <laughs> Jody he, he, High Roller he, yep, coming no, at he you. Actually, he actually released it under the name Jody High Roller. Yeah, he did. And it's called, oh, I love and it's that called, guy. It's called Trenchcoat Towers. That's a great name. And the single is called Brick Off a Balcony. Where he that's said, also that's also, also a, a great brick name. off a balcony. <laughs> that is and also he, dude. And then he then he says how he got some bitches from Denmark and he took them from Sweden to Venus. So <laughs> they're in Sweden. And he took them to Venus, <laughs> which is way and then further. he says, uh, "I like to be reincarnated. <laughs> I've been a king nine times." I'm the king of the netherworld. <laughs> I love that guy. He's the best. So, oh. yeah, it's just, it's so funny. It's just like, it's one hook and then like one short verse where he just says completely nonsensical I got shit. some ice from Alaska. <laughs> yeah, it starts out with, I got some ice from Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Riff Raff is so fucking funny, though. Like, dude, Yeah, he's hilarious. I wonder how much cocaine he took before recording that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's constantly... You know, I actually, I actually, uh, as you do, I went and found some, some like testimonials from people who have worked, uh, around or with Mr. (laughs) Raff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and apparently, uh, he is the type of individual who can, uh, who can actually halt that shit whenever he wants. He is a very unique person. Huh. Yeah, definitely. Mr. Mr. High Roller. One of a kind. Uh, <laughs> a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description for Riff Raff. Yep, yep. What's the name of that album? I, I might have to go listen to it. Uh, Trenchcoat Towers. It's an EP. God, that's a good name. <laughs> is it? Yeah, that's a so really great name. His, his upcoming album is going to be called The Peach Panther. <laughs> also that's a, a really name. great name. Yeah. That one's a good name. I think it was originally supposed to be two albums, and one was going to be called The Purple Panther, and one was going to be, if I recall correctly, I remember hearing that last year, but it looks like now it's just The Peach Panther. He he put he knocked it down to one Panther album. Uh, <laughs> I guess Man. he just wasn't, he just wasn't feeling The Purple Panther. Apparently the Purple Man, Panther wasn't the working. neon icon <laughs> has done it. Oh. There are videos where a dude just does a line, like Vines, where he just does a line of cocaine and then freestyles for like seven minutes. <laughs> It's incredible. It's like actually really incredible. 
That is impressive. I don't think I could. I don't think I could freestyle for seven, seven minutes on I or off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cough yeah. I don't die. think I could freestyle for seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I really could not. Like I, I know I can't. It's not a question of if you do riff raff style, you just has to have to say ridiculous shit in My no phone in screen no particular broke. order. This but, microphone is round. It has to it has to flow. That's the yeah. thing. Right? So he maintains that flow while on cocaine, and I'm not sure if if you know this, but on cocaine you're 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 uh you get a little choppy. Let's... I don't know, man. I threw a brick off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I got ice from Alaska. <laughs> All right, I think that was better news than I had. I was gonna talk about. Uh, don't talk about it. About about yeah, Prince ba- going on his his. Oh inaugural. my god! <laughs> he's Any going. Chance you have. He's going on a piano and microphone tour, which would actually be pretty sick. Uh, yeah, or terrible is how but, I would define that. I don't know. I would watch it if it was coming anywhere near me. But oh yeah, no, totally. Near. I just wouldn't use the word "sick" to describe <laughs> it. Uh, print, um, I, I, I'd be all right with using it for Prince. <laughs> oh, I have a uh, one quick piece of news. Okay, yeah. Kind of news. Um, so uh, Kanye made Pusha T president of good music. <laughs> Th- like, th- thank you. <laughs> Wait, is Good Music a record label? Or yeah, it's just... like uh, okay. Kanye's record label. Oh, I, I thought you sure. just meant Good Music in general. Yeah, that's what I thought you oh, meant. No, no, I, no. Like, like, I bet this yeah, is a record like label. The record label, Good Music. That so makes way more sense. He is now the boss man. Holy shit, that's a big deal. Yeah. Push your T. Huh. So maybe he'll finally fucking release his uh, next album. That'd yeah, unlikely. Awesome. I'm waiting for that. Been waiting yeah. Swish. Every day. We no, lost. Nine, a, we, nine, lost all just our, album. we lost all our Kanye discussion from last King week. King Push. We're gonna have to. That's, it's okay. It'll come up again. Yeah, it will. Um, yeah. Uh, obvious news. Um, Adele's new single came out recently, and it's huge. It's huge. Like, not only did it immediately become one of the most most played singles ever. Like. There's also a ton of analysis going on around it. Um, there's a, a breakdown I found. I don't remember what website it was on. That had they, they basically called in five different music experts, quote-unquote. And this might be like a professor from, from NYU or someone, someone high up at a record label to sort of break down the song and analyze like, what about it made it so popular? Is it just the hype around Adele and her coming back? What, 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 what's here? And it, it it's pretty interesting. What did they say? Yeah, can you say what they instead said? of me, just describing it? Can yeah, you tell no, me what me, they let said? Me, let me let me find it for you again. So I, like, there's uh, this article because <laughs> this could be very interesting. Well, you're going to disagree with it, right? Oh no, I mean I'm not going to disagree with what they're saying. I mean I might say my own opinion. Okay, I don't really so like it though. I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I haven't heard it. I but probably they, have, uh, but I don't so know that so they got song. they got David Rees, who's the founder of uh, the Dave Conservatoire, which is a free online music school. Um, which uh, and and he's he's been a professor at some colleges, uh, and uh, they Get he kicked out. He uh, he kind of basically um, him a guy named Ethan Hine, who is an adjunct professor professor at NYU, uh, Christopher Sutton. Uh, director of Easy Ear Training and Musical U, um, a, a guy from the University of London, 
and uh, I'm using hey, informatics. Just a random guy they picked up. <laughs> hey, guy, no, from he's University a, of London, the janitor from the University <laughs> of London. Let me let me break it down. He's uh, the director of the Mind, Music, and Brain program. I heard mime, like mimes. <laughs> I got really excited. About mind, it. mind, you know, like the thing that you. It's where you where you, where you learn to play music, be a mime, or be a brain. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Nerds. I want to be a brain when I grow up. Um, so, and he was also a consultant scientist on the Earworm Project, which was it was a it was a research project where they tried to kind of figure out what defined an earworm. Yeah. Like, what made songs get stuck in your head. Basically, I'm not going to go through all of this because there's, like, a short essay from each of them breaking down uh, breaking down the song from, from their, their uh, view. And basically, uh, these five experts say that you have an incomparable vocal performance. Uh, the description one of them used was a once-in-a-generation vocalist. Arranged and produced in a way which showcases it rather than distract distracts from it. Uh, melody and lyrics designed for emotional impact, easy memorization, and earworm catchiness. And a marketing campaign which perfectly leveraged the fan base who have been waiting for three years for a new Adele hit. So they said it's a really great track, basically. But also right. it came around at exactly the right time and was marketed perfectly yeah that's yeah. what it sounds like to me um, i have not heard it so i can't say anything <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't listened to it yet either i really should have i feel like i'm not doing my unpaid job by not doing it but it's it's actually a really interesting article um i may try and throw it into the show notes because i think it, they do a really really thorough um, breakdown of it and explain different methods for analyzing music um and and how they apply to it so it's totally worth reading if you are at all interested in in that sort of academic view of uh of pop music so i don't know you guys might enjoy it i'll check it out I'd, i would listen to the song first though yeah yeah <laughs> I, I still need to go back and do that because oh, i yeah. honestly i've got no idea what it sounds like i hear it's what i've heard so far is that it's a it's a really stripped down track uh it's a four chord track aren't all um, of her songs stripped down yeah i thought that was like her style yeah, I thought that was a thing no i i don't know man it's not like they uh they compare it um to lana del rey's uh track video games <laughs> oh man video games <laughs> um I, I'm, I'm really not a lana del rey fan yeah no i I can at least agree that Adele is a good vocalist. I am not a Lana Del Rey fan, especially that song. That song is so boring. Yeah, they 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 describe it as as sort of like that's the sort of um, reverb effect that they use. But they also have a. a uh, I'm not going to keep reading bits of this. Yeah, without yeah, having listened. Uh, this is uh, I I need to listen to the track and uh, and and give you my full thoughts. Um, but. It's it's interesting to see a breakdown of a track like this, uh, and it's interesting to, to see them them pull in um, musical academics, and and analyze pop music in that way because I I haven't seen a lot of research into it, and I think it's it's uh, and and that might just be for lack of looking, but I think it's a a pretty a pretty impactful thing in modern culture. Like I don't know. 
it's cool. It's cool to see people paying attention to it from an academic sense. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the sounding board, guys. I I don't have anything else. Uh, no emails this week. One day we'll get another one. We've gotten one email before, and and now all of our all of our <laughs> emails so that I get now are like random blogs following us. Oh man! So, uh, fuck, dude. Um, I, I texted you the the name of someone who followed us. Uh, can't yeah. Then, like, oh king, god, King Rape Face or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I was yeah. confused. <laughs> Thank like, you, thank you, King Rapeface. <laughs> I was like, is there a way to hide that this person followed us? I mean, I, I appreciate your support. Yes, I don't want anyone you. to know thank about you, Mr. it, though. Rapeface. <laughs> yeah, so email us at soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you email us, you'll almost certainly have your email read on the show. 100%. Yeah, you're pretty much going to yes. get read in some capacity. Yeah, and if, like... You, we, if if you've got a good question, we'll have we'll discuss it. I'm sure make... it'll add another twenty minutes to the show. Oh, dude, happily, I love that that shit. That shit's so fun. But then I really like dumb discussion. Email us soundingboardpodcast at gmail dot com, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Before we go, Ted. Mm. <laughs> yes, he's still here. <laughs> I am still here, alive, awake, trying to be enthusiastic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the album pick for next week. Next week we are doing a phenomenal and well-known album by a band that's been kind of drifting in my eyes the past few years, but that we're not going to talk about their drifting stage. We're going to talk about one of their biggest albums, The Hazards of Love by the Decemberists. It is a rock. Oh, did you? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, isn't, so that, the, isn't that your band, Ted? Are you trying to sell I, your band? It's actually very popular. It's, it's yeah, it's just my band, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> it's just it like when like we talked about your my band, band that sang that little Lion Man song, you know, Ted, Ted and the Ted's. Uh, Sounds like there's no one in that band without a beard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet, I bet you could just replace us with the Decemberists, and no one would. I bet, I bet they don't use Probably. any instruments that. Uh, didn't exist in 1930 yeah well I, I don't know i saw them i saw them play uh play some some reggae hits when when that oh, really? <laughs> that'd be pretty funny well they seem well, like was, really cool so, people so it was at, it was at bumbershoot and uh you know bumbershoot is partially sponsored supported by the stranger seattle's local free newspaper uh and so they took all the headliners and made up ridiculous headlines about them and one of them was the Decemberists changed to reggae, and the Decemberists <laughs> saw that. And so when they were doing their set, they said, "So we hear we're a reggae band now," and then That's... played like about forty-five seconds of of one of their songs with some real reggae-like doo-bop, <laughs> something like that. That's Thanks so much funny. for joining me, guys. Uh, next week, the Hazards of Love. This week, I think that's it. I think that's all. I think it's a show. That's the sounding board. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye.